here we go. Welcome to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Fan Social, the show where the KOI Army share their thoughts on all things town. And we have a jam-packed show. We have a Davidson James, good old Matt Macon, and good old Bloomers joining me this week. And we're going to discuss all things town. The third kit is out, and it looks very nice indeed. Um, we're unbeaten. Top of the league. Happy days being a town fan at the moment. And we're also going to take a look at the transfer window. We've got one week until it slams shut. I'm bringing in my own Heath monster out of me right now because I know he's excited. And, uh, of course, Barnsley are in town this weekend at Porn Road. James Norwood comes into town and uh, we'll get right into that later in the show. But let's bring in the man making his debut. It's James. How you doing, my friend? Oh, pleasure to be here. Can't wait. I uh, can't wait to make my debut. Yes, gonna be gonna be awesome. And hopefully you can score on your debut. You um had a you make you made a brief cameo in the Needham Market game day, which was a very weird day because it was like it was a preseason game against Needham Market. We had we had two different teams playing. We scored loads of goals, but it was a great day, wasn't it? Oh, it was, yeah, it was it was great. Nice nice for the boys to get out. And like I said, I think I said it at the time, it was really good for the community. You know, getting getting all the people at a local club and supporting, you know, the non-league club. And it was, yeah, it was great. Absolutely great. Yeah. Yes, my friend. And um, the man that is joining you as well is good old Matt Macon, who um, Forest Green Rovers was the last time I saw you at a game, Matt. And uh, that felt like Needham Market as well. But how are you doing, my friend? I saw you at Milton Keynes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the last away game you saw me at Ross yeah that's that's what I meant to say last away game last time I travelled with you to a game yes yeah yeah because we were we were in the uh, the Liam from crew uh, express weren't we on the way there Uh, that's a that's a great job I always recommend the Liam from crew I know Bono wants to get on that on that express yeah yeah that was a a long day wasn't it Forest Green I mean I'm glad we came away with a win because I think if we'd uh, if we'd thrown that one away, that was a that was a long way home. But uh, yeah, always good here. Enjoying enjoying the season so far. It's living up to the like the cautious optimism I had in the summer. Yes, my friend, and the, the final man that is joining me, and a man who's actually stayed at the Liam from Crew Hotel as well, and um, has been in the Liam from Crew <laughs> Express. It's Bloomers. How are you doing, my friend? Very good, thank you. Very good. All the best to see you, Ross, and you, Matt, and nice to meet you, James. And uh, yeah, it's been a good period of time since uh, my last one of these. I think it was in the middle of the pre-season. So, well, it's a very good start that we've had. And we'll discuss it a little bit more in a bit, won't we? So, yeah, let's crack on. Yes, let's crack on. Let's not muck about. That's what we don't do on the fan. So we don't muck about. We get stuck right in deep with all things town. Let's talk about the third kit then, James. It's out. Ed Sheeran went rogue. Just put it out there. And um, it's out there and it looks beautiful. Um, what's your thoughts on the kit itself? It's absolutely unreal. Honestly, um, it's it's one of the finest kits I think I've ever seen, to be honest. It's, it's, it's just, um, I know Umbro did um, a couple, I think they did one with Huddersfield in the past. And I remember thinking when our new kits came out, like, please, please, please do one for us. Um, and the fact that it's got, you know, the, the kind of the album cover on the on the sleeves and things like that. It is a, a thing of beauty, an absolute thing of beauty. Yeah, it's incredible. It is incredible. And Matt, what do you reckon then, my friend? If you watch this on video, you'll see he's got the 2010-11-12 season away kit, um, which is, is it's not too bad, but this kit, woo. Oh, I mean, I, I've always loved a little black number when it comes to uh, to football shirts. And uh, yeah, it was an intentional choice to put that one up in there from the Mitre days. Um I was actually uh, Sophia. That was actually the first town shirt my uh, my now wife ever bought me. So it's always got a bit of a special place for me as well. But yeah, no, I I love this one that's come out. You know, um, and I, I love the fact that yeah, okay, it's gone rogue. But I mean, that's what forty million followers. That's been uh, that's been leaked to. You know, you see that the, the website pretty much falling over with people queuing up to uh, to get on and pre-order it. I, yeah, um, same as James. I think the fact it's incorporated some of the design from. From the album cover is great. It, it looks nice. I think um, I think Heathy said on the uh, pod earlier today. It's a sort of shirt you can uh, you can almost get away with uh, wearing sort of as a as a casual shirt. You know, I, I wear football shirts casually all the time. But you know, sort of it looks quite smart. A pair of jeans and a decent pair of trainers. You know, it's um, 
yeah, my, my bank balance isn't going to like it because I've I've already picked up the home kit. I'm supposed to be I'm picking up the away kit as soon as I can afford it, but now I've got another one to contend with. It's going to be a bit bit costly, but yeah, it's 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 good looking kit, isn't it? Oh, it is. And bloomers, um, I'm going to let you start to rank off and also get your thoughts on the kit. But um, home kit is beautiful. The away kit is beautiful. The third kit is beautiful. Um, where do you rank each one? Top. I wouldn't say bottom, but you know, third, second, first, and then your overall thoughts, as always, my friend. Well, I haven't seen the back in person yet, so I'll, I would say this with a grain of salt. But yeah, the, the the black kit will be number one for me. My exact tweet yesterday, by the way, on Twitter was, and this is goes on as true as a man who exclusively wears black, white, and grey. I don't think you've ever realised this. Outside <laughs> of my um, Ipswich Town shirts, I only ever wear black, white, or grey. So as a man who exclusively wears that, my little goth heart has been going a million miles an hour the last five hours. Um, most people seem to agree. Yeah, I've been waiting for a, a blackout kit for for a long time, and and it's right in my wheelhouse this one. So delighted and hope it looks as good and fits as well as the other ones. And I've already pre-ordered it myself, and I have the home and away, which will make that three kits in one season, which I've never done ever before. In fact. Other than the um, kit we had a couple of years ago with the old crest, the uh, 40 year UEFA Cup one, that was the first shirt of any kind I bought in about 10 years. So to buy all three in one season means that they must be doing something right. And judging by the figures that um, have been coming out, it seems like everyone else agrees too. So yeah, I'd have the away kit third, just not because it's a bad kit, but just because personally, if I'd have known that this was coming out, I wouldn't have bothered ordering it. But yeah. I wore it to I wore it to five aside last night, so it came in. It did come in handy, um, and then the home kit second, and, and this new black number top. But it's interesting to see that. Yeah, apparently it's broke more records and, and sold more in a twenty four hour period than the home kit did when that was released a couple of months ago. So that's probably unheard of, really. And and yeah, I don't know when we're going to wear it, but I'm sure we'll get some. Hopefully, we'll get more use out of it than that um, grayish, bluey one we did two years ago, the, the coral marine, whatever the hell it was. I think we wore that about twice. Yeah, that's always the fear of fur kits. And that is another question I'm going to bring to you guys. Um, all, all we need, though, is just some iconic moments in these shirts. It's great to have these shirts and selling them millions and breaking records and stuff. But hopefully we have iconic moments in these shirts because hopefully at the end of this season, we don't go, oh, God, we didn't get into the playoffs. Oh, they're just kits. They, they look nice, but we didn't actually do anything in them. But hopefully that I'm all wrong, and hopefully we'll be having some iconic moments. James, third kits, your thoughts? I'm an absolute kit fanatic. Like, I absolutely love football kits. I've got the, both the home and the away shirt from when we went down in the championship, which is arguably, arguably the home shirt, one of the worst for ages, but I just have to have them. Um, third kits... Uh, are great. I know some people think that they're a little bit pointless. It's just a, a way to get money off the supporters and things like that. But it's good revenue for the club. Um, and like you say, like it's looking like at the moment, this actually genuinely could be our season. Um, and I know we've said that for God knows how how long as as town fans. But like I said, th this could be you know the three shirts that we go up in back into the championship. Um, and that would just make them so, so you know, memorable to so many people. Um, so I, I'm personally, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Okay then, Matt. Now, Bloomers already mentioned it. Is like, when are we going to use this kit? I'm sure they're going to, they're going to use it at some point where we can actually still wear our blue shirt, our home shirt, of course. But they'll go, we haven't used the fur kit yet. Let's just use it. Why not? Um, what's your thoughts on fur kits overall? I know you're a big kit man as well. Yeah, I, I wouldn't quite go down a fanatic route. I'm not. I'm probably not up there with with the elite with kits. You know, I'm. I'm I must admit, I didn't buy uh, any of the magical Vegas ones because I, I wasn't keen with the online gambling sponsorship. Um, but I have particularly picked it up. I think this is uh, well. The previous two seasons, I've got home and away, which I never used to do before. So the Care is Trust shirts and and last year's um, Ed Tour shirts. And I think this is going to be the season first season. Same as Bloomers, where I end up picking up all three shirts, um, much to uh, Mrs. Makin's uh, annoyance, I suspect. It, it's, a, it's a difficult one with third kit because I think, I think James makes a lot of good points there. You know, it is it's a nice looking kit. It's great revenue. It, it's it's club profit that's not it, capped off uh, in spending like sort of the, the the funding that's been put in by Game Changer. So. Um, 
I think that's that's important, especially to to have an edge. We want to get out of this division this season, you know, and and the fact that it's being promoted by whether you like his music or not. And I know, Ross, you and I disagree on 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 the merits of Mr. Sheeran's music, um, but arguably he's uh, the most popular artist out there at the moment, whether you like his music or not. So the fact that Ipswich Town's third kit, a club in League One, got leaked by the biggest pop star on the planet right now, you know, there will be people, it's, it's going to be a majority of Ipswich fans buying it, but there will be a lot of Ed fans that will be buying that kit as well because they want a football shirt that's got his tour logo on it. So there is that benefit. On, on the other hand, there is, like you say, like, as James said, you know, it's a bit of a, it can come across as a bit of a money grab and exercise. We're currently in a cost of living crisis. Um, some people are in a fortunate position. I will be able to afford to buy all three shirts this year there's some people that aren't there's going to be kids that want all three shirts and parents aren't going to afford so there's that it's a it's a it's a complicated situation i, I like the idea of their kids but i absolutely get where some people and it's not been unfair criticism but where there's been some criticism of it um and i don't think we're any different to other we're not any worse than any other club anywhere because let's face it all clubs are doing their kits really these days um yeah i've rambled on a bit there but yeah I, I pers- I'm in a position where I like it, but I understand why people might not. Yeah, I think it's mainly just use the kit, Town. Just use it, playing it. Because um, like last year, of course... Absolutely. They- yeah. Because we, um, yeah, you know, we had the... Carry on, Matt. Carry on. No, I was going to say, absolutely, yeah, using it, sorry, Ross, um, is, um, is key. And, and the fact that we can buy it this season, because I quite mm-hmm. liked that third kit that we did last season with Adidas. And... And I know some people managed to get hold of it or they've been able to sort of recreate it with the template, seeing seen a few people rock up to the ground already this season wearing it, you know. But the fact that this time, I think it's almost seemed again that the club have listened and said, right, OK, people liked our third kit last season and they were a bit nuts that they couldn't buy it. So, you know what, we're putting it on sale. And ultimately, I know I'm arguing with myself here, but and I've made the point that it might put some people in an awkward position, certainly those who aren't as well off as others. But if you don't want it, don't buy it, you know. If you do want it, buy it. But I do want to see the team playing it more than once or twice, definitely. definitely. Now, Bloomers, your thoughts on fur kits. And also, will you become a full kit wanker? Because you also got the black shorts, the black <laughs> out badge on the shorts as well. I think the socks maybe going to be all black as I don't know. I've got what the socks are going to be now, but yeah. I mean, I'll wear all black, but I ain't wearing the shorts to go with it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you look like a, uh, can I swear? Oh, you just swore. Can I swear? Yep. I knew you did. So you look like a fucking referee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah. I mean, Matt's kind of summed up every single stance to have, so I'll try and add to it. Um, I mean, yeah. If you, this is it. If you, no one's forcing anyone to buy one. I, I've got sympathy with um, parents whose children might want, especially if they've just bought them the home kit or the away kit, then they see this and they decide they want this as well. Completely have my sympathy there. I, I completely get that. But like as an adult, no one's forcing you to buy it. You know, you can buy it if you want. And yeah, it's annoying because I wanted, I wouldn't have got the away kit if they'd have come out at the same time. I'd have chosen the third kit. That point I um, could understand. But in terms of the actual logistics behind the third kit, it's just, that is football these days. Like, it's maximising revenue. Um, can I say I don't agree with it, but then be happy that we've got a, a, a football club that's currently spending a lot of money on and off the pitch to do whatever, and the revenue's coming not indirectly from the shirt sales? Well, no, because that's a bit hypocritical, really, isn't it? So it's it's for it's for people who want to buy it, and people that James said who are kit fanatics or people that are you know heavily um, into buying kits not just Ipswich Town all different clubs as well you know if it's your cup of tea people are probably going to buy it if you're an Ed Sheeran fan a super fan you might end up buying it so I don't really see the downside to be honest other than the the things that I said so yeah it's a good piece of business from the club because of how popular it seems to have been so from that point of view you can only really say it's been a success indeed well, I look forward to seeing the third kit in action for the first time at some point in this season. Um, well, boys, let's move on to five games unbeaten, top of the league, singing the praises of Kieran McKenna and co. Um, James, 
the normal feature on the fan social. Ross, Roscoe's favourite, the one word to describe things. What is your word to describe the unbeaten start to the season? Five games in, still early days. What is your one word? Um, I'm going to say refreshing as, as that, because we've been in this position before, as we all know, where we're top of the league, you know, five, five games unbeaten. But I think for us, it's everything that comes with it. You know, the style of football that we're playing, um, the confidence that we're playing under the possession game, what I absolutely love personally. Um, and I don't think there's, you know, there's much stopping us really if we play the way that way that we do. It's just about consistency now. Um, that's all it's a matter of. We've got the players. We, we've got Kieran McKenna, who's an incredible tactician. It's just about staying consistent in our performances on the pitch, really, um, and and kind of down to the players to to do their jobs, which they, you know, seem to seem to have been doing for the first for the first five games of the season. And and for any town fan, you know, after seeing, you know, Lambert's football and Cook's football, for me, it's just refreshing. So that's the one that I'm going with. Okay, then. Good word to start off. Matty, Matty, Macon, what are you going for? I've gone uh, solid because, and, and touching on what James said, you know, it, we've been here before um, uh, and we certainly, that first season in League One, you know, we, we were absolutely shooting it away and people were using your favourite phrases, which I'm not going to repeat because I fear you'll kick me off the call. <laughs> um, but it, it does feel different this time. It feels like there is a solid foundation that this has been built on. Touch on what James has said. We've got the players we want through the door. We've, we've had that, uh, that evolution rather than revolution this summer. We, we've obviously had a, Paul Cook. Uh, there was a massive churn of players before the start of last season and, and the whole thing of, and I hate to use the phrase, of the time to gel, you know, and we were, we were pretty much, I know nothing's won or lost in August, but we put ourselves really sort of out of contention and chasing the pack quite early doors last season. Whereas this season, you know, um, we've we've had players come in, we've had players go out, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about players that have gone out recently later. Um, but it feels like the way we're playing, you know, we're in control of games. There was a lot of times under Lambert, and and to quote the founder from another podcast recently, the litmus test is that that Shrewsbury game in the first season where we were turning up at half time, and there's a lot of us, and certainly it's easy you now, there's a lot of us going, how are we turning up here? You know, we're not being great, you know, and I think it was a case of we we weren't playing well we just had a few players of of top quality and we, we were relying on teams being rubbish and, and as soon as teams figured out how to play us under Lambert and under Cook you know um we we, we get found out you know that that first season you know everything looked rosy everybody's already booking the open top bus and planning where they're going to be on the corn hill for the uh for the parade and and then uh, along come Accrington Stanley, you know, and our, our friend Andy Holt and and completely derailed it. You know, I, I feel we're building momentum this time. You know, we're, we're largely in control of games, particularly Milton Keynes and uh, for, I, I wasn't at Shrewsbury, weekend, but from, and from what I've heard, Shrewsbury, we're in control um, and even we're winning, you know, we're winning games where we would have gone on and drawn and lost them. Burton is is that prime example. I watched that on iFollow, you know, and we were a, a bit ropey in, in the first half. Um, so there was some sloppy play playing out from the back, but we, we stuck with it. And, and as James said, McKenna's a very good tactician and he made those changes sort of around the halftime in terms of the tactics and how we changed the subs and how Caden Jackson pushed up more on the right when he was playing in that right wing back position, you know. And, yeah, we only won one nil, but we fairly solidly in control for that second half, really. But never looked like um, sort of getting back into it once we'd scored, you know. And we, we ground out a win. Whereas last season, games like Cheltenham, we're, we're ahead and we lose. Cambridge away, we're two nil up, we draw, things like that. That that's the sort of game last season we would have come away and gone, we've dropped points here. Whereas I don't feel that we're going to do that so much. Obviously, this unbeaten run has got to end at some point. We're, we're not going to do an Arsenal and go a whole season unbeaten in the league, but I feel like definitely there's something solid there to build on. Um, and that when we do face a bit of adversity, uh, if we run towards it, perhaps, some might say, you know, like we did with the Colchester Cup game, you know, we came back from that Cup game stronger. And I feel when we do have a game that doesn't go our way and we drop points, 
uh, even if it's another draw rather than a loss, we're going to come back from that strong. You know, it's not going to derail the momentum like we've seen in the previous three seasons. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Um, so solid, refreshing, bloomers. What word are you chucking out? Mine's not really a word. It's more of a noise. Oh. Um, just the, the, basically, oh, that's 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 the noise. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Okay. Um, yeah, great. But I just want to. I know this is completely different owners, different manager, and everything else. I just want to remind everyone how good our start was in 2019-20. In the first 17, sorry, the first 18 matches, we we'd lost two. You know, we'd won 10 and we drawn six. Um, we didn't lose until October the 20th, and we won eight out of our first 11 games. We were still top of the league after game week 27 of, uh, of 46. So that shows how bad the drop-off was, by the way. But we went a long, long, long period of time with a good start. We were top of the league on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different occasions on game weeks. So for nine game weeks, we were top of the league. And, and yeah, we fell away. The, the one thing I would say is everything is different this time around. Literally, ownership, management, players, the vast majority of players. And and as Matt said, the stats back it up. If you look at the expected goals table, I know this isn't for, for everyone, so if, you, if this isn't your cup of tea, just tune out for the next 60 seconds. Uh, it was brought up on, on the chat that we all have, the WhatsApp chat. Um, in terms of uh, expected goals, we've got the best overall expected goals for... So we're expected to score more goals in our games than anybody else. And we've got the third best uh, expected goals against. Uh, 0.01 goals against better is Derby. So we are on basically almost joint joint top with them because 0.01 is the lowest you can go in terms of difference of numbers. So everything backs up the strong start we're having as no fluke. And I think we're all confident that it's not going to be a fluke and that things are going to keep going the way that they are throughout the season. Well, on the flip side of that, if you do want to get carried away, now you can tune back in now if if, uh, if, if, if you if you like. Yeah, so if you want to get carried away, I'll, I'll let you um, listen to some of the bookies' quotes at the moment because, as we all know, there's no poor bookies. Bookies don't get things wrong very often, blah, 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 blah. Uh, we're currently favourites to win the league, quite comfortably, 9-4, to Sheffield Wednesday, 10-3. to We were second favourites to win the league when the uh, when the season started. But to finish just in the top six, we're one to seven. So you put seven pound on to win a pound. So at the very least, we should be uh, we should be making the top six this season. I'm sure we'll have to wait and see whether that will be the case. We're also odds on, by the way. So more than 50% likely to finish in the top two. We're five to six. Uh, the only team in League One to be odds on to finish in the top two. So which side of the fence that you're on? I'm the... Whoop. Some people won't be, but those are the stats and the uh, and the bookie odds. I'll let you draw your own opinions. So you're telling us we've got a chance, Bloomers, to win the league <laughs> top two. Well, playoffs. we've got a chance of finishing in the top six. How about that? <laughs> well, well, that's that's an improvement from the last three seasons. So yeah, I think um, I'm, I'm the same with you, Bloomers. Like I'm loving it at the moment. Positivity, loving winning game, playing some good football. Kieran McKenna at the wheel and stuff. I'm going to calm it down a little bit. Five games in, don't get too carried away. I think oh, we're getting carried away, as we know, in the first League One season. As you said, we had a great start that season. I don't know how we, you know, bugged that up because, well, we were doing really well. Of course, they weren't convincing wins, were they, boys? They weren't convincing, but... This is it. This is it. I mean, I don't know. I think expected goals was around uh, three years ago, but it wasn't as prevalent as it is now. I'd like to see the numbers from those games because I think we can all remember very tight games going our way rather than i know there was a couple of like a three nils in there a four one or whatever but it wasn't the norm was it no no we, yeah i think we only just beat fleetwood one nil and we missed a penalty yeah. and all that sort of stuff i think there's another yeah. result as well like we had to score a late goal against wimbledon that poor game on the one two one yeah, yeah. so yeah but yeah it all time. kind of felt that first season it was it felt frenetic we never felt in control and I'm still cautiously optimistic. I know I've talked gush a bit, so it feels, and it does feel different. So I'm cautiously optimistic because I've been supporting Ipswich Town most of my life and I've been let down so many times I'm not going to get my hopes up, you know. Um, but yeah, it definitely feels like we're more in control of games this time round. Um, 
and just it something it feels more meaningful. That would probably be my other word if I've not chosen solid. Okay, so we've got refreshing, mean, uh, no, not meaningful, solid, and whoa. So there we go. There we go, then, boys. Uh, five games in, um, and we'll see how we get on this weekend against Barnsley. We'll bring that into in a second, but we've got the strike coming up now. Bit of fun. James, Matt, Bloomers go head to head. Who will get the crown of the strike? Um, James, this will be your first time taking part in the strike. Um, how are you feeling? Um, just don't cock it up, basically. Get at least one right. <laughs> yeah, that's always a good, that's, that's a good start. Yeah, good start. Get one right and then go from there. That's always the way. Of course, play at home, ladies and gentlemen. Um, hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. And that's an opportunity, actually, to plug our sponsors, actually. Because sometimes I forget about them at the end of the podcast. But Manscaped is proudly sponsored by Kings of Anglia. Um, use the code KOA to get 20% off and free delivery um, of course, using the code KOA at manscaped.com. Um, okay, then. Let's get right into the questions this week. And as you know, I'm always a man who likes to celebrate birthdays. And um, the first person who had his birthday this week was Fabian Wilness. Now, he scored that famous goal against Man United at Portland Road in that 1-1 draw in the first Premier League season. Um, now, he, he scored one other goal in the Premier League. And who was it against? Was it Bradford City, Derby County, of Coventry City? Well, Bloomers is panicking. You can well, just I shout don't out. Have, I don't have any pen or paper. Just, Hang on. Just you can shout out, mate. You can shout that's out. All right, that's all right. I've, I've you found the notebook. I've also, uh, I also know the answer, so that helps. There you go. That's fine. <laughs> there we go. Well, yeah, Bradford City, Derby County, or Coventry City. Yeah, he scored only one other Premier League goal. This was in the same season, by the way. I mean, he didn't score again in the second season. I don't think he played many times in the second season, did he? I think we decided to switch. I think Chris Macon came in, didn't he, for him, or someone else came in for him. Um, but yeah, that goal no relation. was. Yes, uh, yeah, very true. Very true. Okay, then, boys, what do you reckon? James, I'll start with you, my friend. Who you got? Who did he score against? Bradford, com- Derby, com- Coventry. Complete guess. I don't, I don't know the answer to this, but I've gone for Derby. Okay. Matt? It's a guess as well, because I can't remember. I've gone, if you can say that, Coventry. Okay. Bloomers? Cov. It is Coventry. It's a late winner. It was a late, late winner. Um, and um, so good guess, Matt. James, do not worry, mate. First question. Uh, so it's one one zero going into the second question. The second question is another man who celebrated his birthday on the same day as Fabian, and that is Simon Milton. How many goals did he score for town in 330 games? How many goals do you reckon then? Simon Milton, of course, a long time he was at the club. As a player, and also as a staff member as well. Um, I'm pleased he's now back at the club now after you know a few years he was away, weren't he? But now he's sort of interacting again with the club, which is good to see. On the on the off chance he's listening, this guess might be an insult to him if, if I'm completely wrong. So <laughs> apologies well, in advance. We'll wait and see. Uh, we'll start with you then, Bloomers. What do you reckon? Uh, I've gone for 41. 41. Now he's a midfielder, weren't he? He was a midfielder, so was he a goal yeah, scorer? Yeah, I'm going for the fact that he didn't score many. Okay, forty-one is not too bad in three hundred thirty games. That's one in, one in. I don't know. Go on, Ralph. What's your maths? One in nine, ten. I don't know. That's probably that's too many. That's too many. I don't know. Matt, move on. Move on. How many? Get, again, again. This is a bit of a stab because I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I've gone, um, I've gone fifty-two. Okay. Now, James, if you get it spot on, you get two points. I've got to mention that. So, if you get it spot on, you get two points. Closest gets to one point. What do you reckon, then, James? I've gone a bit higher. I've gone for 87. Yeah, that's a bit too high, mate. That's a bit too high. Um, it's 56. So Matt gets the point. So it's 2 1 0. Um, but good effort, James. Good effort. Okay, then. Question three. He's on a man that celebrates his birthday this week. And he's a different kind of uh, town player. I mean, didn't play as many games. And he's probably a, a player that not many people remember. And it's Ryan Stevenson. Remember him? Scottish tattooed man under Paul Jewell. Um, now, what shirt number did he wear for town? Was it 12, 16, 19? I think Jake, no, um, Bloomers was about to write hearts because I was like, was that the question? Where did he sign no. from? Of course no. He, no, no, that's fine. Yeah, what, shirt, what shirt number? 12, 16 or 19? Ryan Stevenson. I think he planned, no, he wasn't here that long. Um, Okay, Bloomers, I'll start with you. What oh, do you reckon? Mm, 
Oh, no, I can't change my answer now. All right, 16, but I think 16. I'm wrong. Okay. I think I know what it is, and I think I'm wrong. Matt? I have gone 12. 12. And James, a chance to get a point, my friend. What do you reckon? I've, I've gone 12. Okay, one of you are, is right, and that is Bloomers at 16. <laughs> so there we go. I would, have, I would have changed the 12. So, Ooh, I don't know why we all thought that. Yeah. I did change the 12. I had 16, and then I convinced myself <laughs> it was 12. Oh, there we go. So it's 2 2 <sighs> zero. Sorry, James. Um, so James. it's now down to the final question. But no, James, actually, if you get it bang on, double the points, it could go to a tiebreaker. So let's see. Um, so in 23 games against Barnsley at Portman Road, how many times have Town won? So closest to the correct answer, as I said, get the point. If you get it bang on, you get two points. And if James gets two points, we go to a tiebreaker. But I'm sure we're going to gamble anyway, aren't we, boys? We're, one of us is going to gamble when we get to whoever wins this point. Because why not? Okay. I'll start. I'll start with you, James. A chance to get it bang on. I won't react just in case, I, you know, give it away and the boys go write it down quickly and go, oh, yeah, I've done that as well. What do you reckon then, James? <laughs> How many games have Town won? Um, I'm going to go for nine. Okay. Matt? Uh, I can't believe you think I'd check. That's, that's the worst accusation since uh, Hutchie <laughs> said that I that we swore it in first um, on the way to Forest Green. Yeah. Uh, I've gone 14. <laughs> 14. Okay, James. Uh, Bloomers. 13. 13. Well, sadly, James, you do not get the dull points. And the winner this week will still gamble, of course. But the closest is Matt Macon. It's 15. 15 wins against Barnsley at Portland Road in 23 games. That's a pretty good record. Um, so, Matt, you've won overall. But the question is... Are you going to gamble a chance of bloomers? And James is still <clears throat> the final question. What do you reckon? I'd love to be a heel and be the first person who doesn't gamble, but I'm not brave enough. So, yes, of course, I'm going to gamble. Okay, then. <laughs> and the man that you're gambling all your winnings on is James Norwood. Now, how many goals? Of course, he's returning to Portland Road this weekend with Barnes. He hasn't scored yet. Um, but how many goals did he score for town in 88 games? I'd probably use this question at some point on the strike in a previous podcast, but I've just been lazy again and gone, uh, everyone will forgot about that. Um, that stat is probably out there somewhere. But um, how many goals in 88 games? As I said, James and Bloomers, you have to get it bang on to win. Um, Matt's just playing for fun now, basically. He's just hoping the boys don't get it bang on. So 88 games, three seasons in total. Um, of course, a lot of them were injury hit sometimes. Um, you love her or you hate him. And all that sort of stuff. Um, what do you reckon then, Matt? As you're playing for fun, as you are, you're technically one right now. How many in 88 games? I've gone for 21. 21? Okay, then. James, making your debut. Are you going to steal this victory? What are you going for? 23. 23. Bloomers? Up on 31. 31. All right. Got my earpiece in. No, Sally, James, Bloomers, you have not got it bang on. It's 28. So close, 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 James is close. With, no, the Bloomers vote went, Bloomers went 31. Um, but yeah, Matt, you've won this week. Congratulations. Take it away. Speech, my friend. Oh, look at that. That's uh, that's two two in a row in my appearances now. I'm very happy, you know. Um, ground, ground around that performance there, you know, just got, got in front. Stayed in front, you know. It's uh, very, very happy with that, you know. Go again next week. <laughs> or Indeed. not, because who's on next week? Yeah, very true, <laughs> very true. If, if I'm short on numbers, aren't you on my speed dial, my friend? I know you are. You're always ready to get ready to come on the pod. Um, James Bloomers, you know, good effort. James, maybe not, not so good. But um, you'll improve next time you're on. It's fine. It's fine. Shambles. That's fine. Shambles. You said as well. That's you fine. said that in your intro. It's like, oh, oh yeah. just get a point. James, if it's any consolation, my fir my first two appearances on the strike, I got zero each time. So you've done better right. than I did on my debut. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, well, boys, transfer deadline day will be happening this time next week. It'll be slamming shut. Um, it's been an interesting window. Last last summer, 
We signed Sam Orsi, Burson Cena, Christian Walton in this period. Um, it's been a good window. We've brought in some good players. We've seen Matt Penny go out on loan today to Motherwell. Uh, Rakeem Harper, the dream. He, he's still sobbing. He's gone to Exeter for the season. Um, James, as a whole, um, what's your thoughts on the window? And also, any other players you, you'd like us to sign or players that are going out? Any other loan players, maybe? Um, the window in general, I think, you know, we've, we've done some great business. Um, the, the signings that we've brought in are, are great. Um, I've been, you know what, I've been particularly impressed with uh, Greg Lee. I think he's been absolute phenomenal, absolute athlete. Um, and it's it's going to be a struggle. I think it's going to be a bit of a headache, even though, you know, Leif Davis was in the region of about a million pounds. It might be a bit of a headache for him to actually choose who's going to be playing left back or left wing back out of those two, because I think he's been superb. Um, in terms of anything else in the anything else in the in the transfer window, I think we're pretty pretty well set up now. I've got to say, maybe another striker, but again, Ladapo and Jackson have impressed me personally. Um, and I know I'm going to be a little bit controversial here. I know everybody says strikers have got to score goals, um, but actually, with the possession football with, that we play. And with the amount of people in our starting eleven who can score goals, you know, even you know Sammy, Sammy Morsey coming and pushing in when when we're all pushing up and things like that, um, Ladapo uh, holds up the ball well, and both of them, you know, run like there's no tomorrow in terms of pressing. So I'm going to be a bit boring here, and I'm going to say I genuinely, apart from maybe another striker just as a backup, I think that we're pretty well set up. Um, with the players that we've got, all knowing their roles, know what they've got to do, um, seem happy to be rotated as well, which is, you know, a good thing. Um, get on in the changing room and things like that. I, I think I think we're pretty well set up. Sorry, I was going off to a different page and then you stopped talking and my, my, <laughs> my page decided to go small. Um, so sorry for that brief right. little pause. Um, Matt, what do you reckon then? Do you agree with James? Um, I'm actually, this is the first season for a very long time we've got loan players like gone out onto decent loans. You know, Joe Piggott at Portsmouth, Alcum Bagger at Gillingham, Idris Almazuni at Leighton Orient, Corey and Darby at Burton, Rakeem Harper at Exeter, as I said, Matt Penny at Motherwell, and then we've got, you know, a lot of the youngsters gone to Tommy Hughes, Torquay, Albi and Braintree. But um, it's good that we've been able to loan out these players. Would you want to see any other players maybe leave the club before the transfer window closes and any other players you'd like to bring in as well? Um, I don't... Maybe... I mean, Penny was definitely one that I was even thinking this morning. He needs to go out on loan. And again, like you say, that's a good loan for all concerned because he... We get get him out of the squad, um, which is starting to get a little bit bloated with who come in. We've got players there that aren't going to get in the team. Uh, he's going to get minutes um, from Motherwell, hopefully. Uh, I mean... It's a hard one. Maybe, maybe Kyle Edwards. I don't know. I've not really seen anything of him because he's he's come on at games I haven't been to um, this season. Um, so it's potentially, is he going to be able to get in on that left-hand side? Because like James, I'm very impressed with Greg Lee. Um, saw First saw him at the West Ham pre-season friendly and very impressed then. You know, I thought he's got to consider himself really unlucky that, that Liz Davis has come in for a million quid, you know. But um I think it's good we've got those options there. Um, bringing both those in because we can we can tactically rotate, and it's not rotation for the sake of rotation like it was with Paul Lambert. You know, um, we've um, we've got options in, and that's what McKenna's looking to do. We've got options all over the pitch where we can rotate for um, tactics. Say, and case in point again. Bring in, um, I almost said Danny John Jules, then that's his uncle. Uh, <laughs> John Jules, John Jules in uh, on loan from Arsenal. We were able to rotate um, Ladapo out, and and that that worked quite successfully against Shrewsbury at the weekend. And again, I'm I'd like to see another striker come in. Uh, the George Hurst thing is is almost getting as tedious as the Selena thing did earlier in the summer. Um, I just want that decided one way or the other. Now I can't I can't really care which way. But um, again, I think the Dapo actually, yeah, he hasn't got a goal yet. But I, I'm with James. You know what what he's done in the possession based football we're playing, what he does off the ball as well, and and the way he runs at, at defenders and that that has, has has been a benefit and sort of got. 
being sort of low down where we were on the terrace at Forest Green Rovers the other week, you, you kind of saw that firsthand, really. So he's he's definitely making a contribution. And I think once he gets a goal, that will be flying. But again, we've we've got goals coming from all over the pitch, you know. And and how how long has it been since we've really authentically had that? You know, we sort of had shades of it last season, you know, with Wes Burns being the top scorer, Connor Chaplin chipping in with quite a few um, things like that. But we really, I, do we need this mythical 20 goal a season striker? You know, we've not had anyone like that since Daryl Murphy's season, the, the playoff season in the championship. You know, we've not really had a had a, a, a on fire striker like that. And how often do you see them at League One level? You know, it, I, yeah, I'd be happy if George Hurst came in. It provides, and let's say, a backup, another option, um, something that McKenna can kind of tinker with tactically, depending on who we're facing uh, and what form they're in and what form we're in. But um, as exciting as the last transfer window is, and I try not to get massively excited about transfer windows. I'm, I've never been keen on the big artificial excitement that Sky Sports News bring with the big clock and Jim White sort of basically sort of bouncing off Red Bulls all day long. Um, but as exciting as last season was in terms of, oh, look, we're getting all these players in. I think this transfer window has been really good because, again, it's been meaningful. It's It's been solid. And like I said, we've got some good players out on loan. It'll do them some good. Joe Piggott seems to be having a good time at Portsmouth so far. I think he scored a penalty recently. Uh, Elkin Baggett seems to be doing quite well at Gillingham in League Two. And that's good minutes for him. Very similar to sort of Corian Darbus loan spell at Salford last season, you know, drop, drop down in division, get some regular get some regular minutes, get some lumps kicked out of you. Um, uh, yeah, and Tab has only just gone to Burton, so we, that's too early to tell. Same with, um, obviously, Harper off to Exeter and um, and Penny off to Motherwell. Um, but again, these are good loans. I think, in hindsight, the loan for Harper to crew, he, he wasn't what they needed for where they were in what was ultimately a doomed relegation battle, you know. Um, and they don't particularly, his fans don't speak particularly highly of him down there. But Exeter sort of come up with a little bit about him so far. They've had a good start to the season. That might be, um, that might help build his confidence back because let's, let's face it, his confidence has got to be absolutely flat after that Colchester game. Um, and again, Penny going up to Motherwell, he'll, he'll get some minutes in. Um, and if they have successful loans, I suppose, if we are going to move these players on in the summer, you know, that's good for the club too because we're going to we're going to hopefully make a profit on those players from what we paid for them. Indeed, my friend. Well, Bloomers, over to you then. Final sound on the transfer window as a whole. Um, what do you reckon? I'm actually going to chuck a question in with you, actually, right now. Macaulay Bond. I'm sorry, lads. We're talking about him. Macaulay Bond. If we got offered him, would you sign him? No. Okay. No, I mean, I, I don't I don't see where he would fit in anymore. I, I, don't, I don't see... You got to remember when he came to the club last year, um, McKenna wasn't the manager, so McKenna had to find a way to incorporate him into his style of play. And for one reason or another, Bond's form cratered when McKenna came in. It's probably the only bad thing, like outright bad thing, you can accuse McKenna of is that Bond Bond's form uh, wasn't what it was at the start of the season. Even though, in my opinion, that form was never going to be sustainable. No one's a forty goals. No one's no one's a forty goal a season striker in in uh, in League One. So no, I wouldn't sign him. And I, I think it was Matt who said it. Like yeah, a twenty goal a season striker would be nice. But like a, they don't grow on trees. And b we've shown the last three, well, five games, six games if you count the cup, although we didn't score. Like we clearly don't need another striker to create chances because we're doing that plenty enough. And also we've been scoring a lot of goals recently. And yeah, I, I think that I can see kind of why someone would want a striker in, maybe as a as a backup to to bolster the ranks a little bit. Excuse me, but um, you know, I don't think it's as a necessity as as some people think. Although it's funny enough, funny that the talk of that has kind of died down a little bit since the last few games because we've been scoring these goals and and playing so well. So I think you can only classify the transfer window as successful. So far, because of how we're doing, and if we start doing badly, then the transfer window is not a success. It's kind of a black and white thing, really. Like our new kit, well, just black. Yeah, very good. But um, because some people go, you know, oh, we need to just bring that more. Because I think we've got enough depth there. You know, I think Cameron Humphrey will basically fit in there. Or Dominic Ball, we haven't seen Dominic Ball play yet. Dominic Ball hasn't played a game yet because he's been right. injured, unfortunately. Um. But yeah, 
we shall see. I'm sure Kim McKenna, Mark Ashton, they're working behind the scenes. They'll bring in a player they feel would fit what we need. Because, yeah, before you used to always see the team sheet or you used to see the programme. You used to have like 40 names on the programme. You know, like none of these are going to play. They're just going to be not even in the A team. We've got Richard Keogh as well. Richard Keogh's about. Um, he'll play at some stage. Um, so there we go. Transfer window will be slamming shut this time next week. And we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll do a lot of stuff on the transfer window as a whole later on. Um, again, then, boys. Barnsley, sit for leave game of the season. They come the Portman Road. Michael Duff's side, 16th for League One. And I, could, I can't believe they played on Wednesday night. They played it Wednesday night against Leeds. And now they're travelling to Portman Road on Saturday. So they've got only that one day break. Um, and then they're straight away coming to Portland Road. So, James, how are you feeling going into this one? Probably the right time to play Barnsley, of course. Relegated from the Championship last year. Had a mixed bag so far. What do you reckon? Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think we could play them at a better time, especially in the fact that actually, you know, Barnsley played Leeds and it's a bit of a Yorkshire derby as well. Um, I think they've had what quite a lot of teams have had when they come down from the Championship, which is a bit of a shock, you know. Um, I saw a load of fans on Twitter saying, oh, you know, we're going to absolutely win this league 100 points 100 goals or whatever um from them um, and they've got a really young side as well um listening to the journalists that you were speaking to um earlier um and i think they like i said it's been a bit of a shock to the system and i think it will be another shock to the system reading earlier that we sold twenty four thousand um for for saturday i think it's going to be another shock to the system when they come to portman road and actually you know it's, it is turning into a bit of a a fortress a bit of a cliche but um i think they're going to struggle i do i think if we play our possession game um you know and do what we do best um i think i think they are going to struggle with tired legs as well i even i'd even say that if they weren't playing wednesday i think we've got a good chance you know of of, of winning um, even if they, like I said, even if they didn't play Wednesday, but they're coming with tired legs. Um, they're going to come to a, a absolute rock in Portman Road, I'm sure. Um, to a team that is, uh, you know, got bundles and bundles and bundles of confidence at the moment. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's going to be a good day. I'd say two uh, 0 at least. I need, I need you to clarify the prediction, James. You have to tell me what you're thinking, what you reckon. So you've gone, you think two 0 Are you gonna? Put that down in writing. Oh, right. There we go. 2-0. In writing. 2-0. 2-0 Town. I'll make note of that. Of course, we have a prediction league here with the KOA posse. And um, I'm top of the league, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Just let you know. Just let you know. Top league at the moment. Stewards inquiry. Stewards inquiry. <laughs> yeah. Te- technically, I do count the points up and all that sort of stuff. I do do all the... So, but I am being, being you know... I, I, all the predictions get put in the chat. So... There's no way for me to be, you know, naughty. Maybe like 20 games in, I can maybe, you know, give them extra point, but I won't do that because what's the point? It's not good gamership, is it? Um, Matt, as James said, Portland Road is going to be rocking another 20 plus thousand there. I think it's 23 something sold already, which is just madness for League One, but that's what we expect yeah. now at Portland Road. Um, but yeah, uh, Barnsley it's... not doing so well. What do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, I just I just looked up their uh, their sixteenth in the table at the moment. You know, they've lost three, one, two, and they seem to be alternating. So there's a lot of inconsistency there. They're, they're losing one and then winning the next, you know. And it's hopefully we'll break that pattern. So it's two losses on the bounce for them. Haven't uh, they haven't lost to, to Wickham last time out in the league? It's I mean, it's madness. This is a League One fixture, really. Uh, you know, I'm I'm a you know I was fourteen. You know when this was a playoff final for a place in the uh, in the Premier League. You know and that was sort of close to the peak of my time as a town fan to date. You know hopefully hopefully we'll uh, be back up that way in the future. But um, yeah, I'm 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 confident. You know it's great. It's it's mad. We're going to have so many these attendances. We're going to have it. So we've carried on where we left off with the attendances um, at the end of last season. The fact that we're pulling these people in. Uh, in League One, it is, it's brilliant, you know, and it's a sign of, of what Game Change have done and come in and really reconnected with the, the town and, and the wider fan base. Um, and the game itself, um, yeah, I'm, I, I, think we're, I think we're confident. I think we're, we, we're the consistent team going into this, never say never. But um, I'm, I'm thinking 3-0, to be honest, because I'm, I'm going to be a little bit more adventurous with my prediction because I went 2-0 for the Shrewsbury game and, I thought, oh, lovely, here we go. And then Cave Jackson popped up and scored one off his shin in injury time. And uh, I didn't get I didn't get maximum points for my prediction last week. So I thought, no, no, I'm going to be a little bit more adventurous, you know. Um, we need to, we, 
Portland Road's going to be rocking. It's going to be another sunny day again. Um, uh, the crowd are going to be behind us. You know, what, I, what I'd like to see us do is, is what we did last time we were at Portman Road against Milton Keynes, you know, get on that score sheet early because we need to start games quickly because otherwise teams will sit and, and play the low block against us. Um, and we, we, we get sort of drawn into a bit of a little bit of a war of attrition, so it's like we did against Burton away um, you know, last week. Um, but, yeah, I'm confident. 3-0, I think, I think we're going to come out flying, you know. We had a really good timeout against Shrewsbury last weekend. We, we haven't had a midweek game because we're out of the League Cup. Um, so we, we should be well-rested, well-trained. Um, and, um, yeah, I'm expecting another confident performance. You can clip this for next week when it's all gone horribly wrong. But, <laughs> yeah, I'm confident. <laughs> yes, mate. Five wins in a row. Wow. I think I saw someone put the stat out. I think it's 2003, I think, the last time. 2003-04 season or whatever it was. Um, can, so yeah, you re- I, can you remember that, Ross? Just just about. <laughs> that was my first like proper full season. Full season How was your first down. season? Oh. I wouldn't say first. You know, it's just my first like full season. You know, I went I went before <laughs> that. But, yeah, I'm sorry, ladies and uh, gentlemen. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm you're making me feel my age, mate. You're making me feel yeah, my age. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be a young... You know, young Roscoe somewhere is going to, you know, take over my job one day and they'll make me feel old. So there we go. I'll, I'll wait for that moment. It's going to, it'll happen in a few years' time. Um, Jay, uh, no, Bloomers. You keep getting you mixed up. I, just, I, look, I look at you and then I go, oh, James, and then Bloomers. Bloomers, you, you moved, my friend. I know you're trying to insult me there. Um, but Bloomers. I we look so alike. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, what do you reckon, then, Bloomers? Are you going to be positive like the other boys? How are you feeling going into this one? Can we make it five wins in a row? I mean, it's hard not to be optimistic. Um, just purely based on how we've... Excuse me. Ugh. That's how relaxed I am about it. Just purely based on how well we've done the last few games. Barnsley, I'm not quite sure about um, them having uh, like a, a, a shock to the system coming to League One, because they've been in League One quite a few times recently. I think it's more just the fact that um, their squad on paper, I'm trying to word this really carefully because I don't want to sound um, too full of myself. I think their squad isn't on paper as strong as the other relegated teams. And they've also got a very young manager, Michael Duff, who's on the up in his managerial career at the moment. This is the biggest team that he's ever managed. And it will just take time for things to come together. I'm not going to use the G word, but if you look at like the squad and the signings that they've made, it, it might take a little bit of time longer than teams like Sheffield Wednesday and Ipswich have got a little bit more um, stability from last season and the lack of turnover compared to, you know, like the season four when we had, what, 17 out and 20 in or whatever the hell it was. So I do think it would be the biggest challenge so far. I, I, I had them on a par with Bolton, to be honest, in terms of, how I see them at the end of the season. But we shouldn't fear anybody at all at Bolton Road. The way that we've been playing, the fact that we'll have 25 or 24, 23,000 there again. And yeah, it's going to be uh, a tough challenge, but it's very hard to not say that you think we're going to do a win because we've been doing it so often recently. So I'll go, I'll go 2 1. I mean, we are not conceding goals at all under McKenna that's a that's a staple of our style of play but you can't get a clean sheet in every game so if Norwood does play he'll score because that's the curse and get that out of the way I don't, I don't even know if he's been playing for Barnsley to be perfectly honest I should have done my research really before but he, st- um, he started he started on Wednesday against Leeds but then got replaced on the, on the hour mark so might be on the bench then maybe mm-hmm. but yeah I, I just can't go against a, a win so yeah two on town um depends on who he puts out i'll i'll say a goal for morsey again because he's always getting in those positions at the moment he's so good at the moment at, at finding space sort of at the edge of the area from cutbacks he had one the third goal was come, come from his shot didn't it and uh he had the chance against bolton in the first game and then he decided to become uh david beckham against forest green and score a worldie so yeah, put, put him down for a goal and then one of our front three, whoever plays. Because actually, when you rattle the names off, suddenly you realise that we've got a bit of um, flexibility with Aluko, John Jules, Jackson, Harness, Chaplin. 
might be missing someone there, but that's that's the, the regular sort of rotation of those three front places. So, so yeah, one of those five will get the others and get the, the second goal. Edge of bets. Or um, Chaplin, I completely forgot, we signed Chaplin from Barnsley, didn't we? When Barnsley were, they finished in the playoffs that year and then we signed him in League One and of course they got relegated. Um, but yeah, I always have to remind myself. Sam Morsey, of course, had a spell at Barnsley as well. So he'll be playing against his former club. Um, I think Luke Thomas as well plays for Barnsley as well. Of course, that brief loan spell with us, um, of course, yeah. um, had some had some off-field issues, and but then went and did well with Bristol Rovers, and, and he's, he's doing a cat at the moment with Barnsley in League One. So there we go. All right, boys, as always, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for joining me. Um, James, great debut, my friend. Any other business, anything else you want to cover, my friend? No, I think that's it. Thanks for having me. been a pleasure. All right, short, short and snappy. Happy days, short, Matt. Short and sweet. Just a reminder, yeah, just a reminder, it's a, it's a double header this weekend in terms of home games. Uh, ITFC women will be at home against Gillingham at the AGL Arena in Phoenix Day. Obviously not the great start last uh, last week um, to season, losing 3-0 to Portsmouth. You were there. I, I've missed that one, um, thankfully, perhaps, maybe, because I was, I was away last weekend. Um, but hopefully we can, we can, we can bounce uh, straight back. And it was really good to see um, that there was 520 people um, there. Um, and hopefully um, the loss won't put too many people off. So yeah, if if you came down last week, and honestly they 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 usually win. <laughs> and, uh, get get back down there, and if you haven't been, why not? Um, if you can get down there, uh, you can buy you can even buy tickets in advance off the club website now. You know you don't have to just rock up and pay on the gate anymore. And it's um, still dirt cheap for ninety minutes of football, which is is normally pretty good. Uh, and Ross's favourite bit is a, there's a there's a sweet shop there, isn't there, Ross? There is a sweet shot. There is. So get a sweet shot. And of course, listen to Track the Girls Talk event already. Uh, me and Blue Wilson dissect the post-mortem of Portsmouth defeat. But we also look for happier times looking into the rest of the season. And you get to know a bit, a bit more about me. You know, what, what's one item I can't live without? Um, and all the other, there's other questions that get, you know, chucked out. So if you want to know, tune in to Track the Girls Talk. Bloomers, over to you. Any other business, my friend? That was, that was a bit partridge of you, wasn't it? Flogging the podcast for yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. It's all about me, it's mate. About me. As well, that's the worst bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any, any chance, any chance he gets. Yeah. Um, not actually, for once, no, not not too much for me, to be honest. I am, unfortunately, family commitments mean uh, I'll be missing Saturday's game. Holiday commitments mean I'll be missing next Saturday's game against Accrington. Um, but hopefully back for the Cambridge game. And... Yeah, by then we'll be five points clear or something like that. So, so happy days. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be watching. Actually, the best part is I will be able to watch uh, the Atkinson game next Saturday uh, on iFollow from my uh, deck chair in uh, in Rhodes, um, and I'll be able to do it legally. Don't tell, don't tell Andy Holt. Don't tell Andy Holt. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be, and I'll be, I'll be best part is I'll be doing it legally as well. <laughs> yeah. Yes, mate. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go then, boys. Well, Bloomers, Matt, James, thanks for joining me. I sadly actually won't be at um, the game on Saturday. I'm at a wedding with good old Liam from Crew Army's plus one. So um, I won't be at the game, but enjoy it when you do. Of course, the game will still have full coverage from good old Andy and Stuart Watson. Um, so look out for all their content online. Uh, we'll be back next week for many other podcasts, um, videos. Uh, of course, we've got the Pizza Trophy next week. Northampton Town come the to Portland Road. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what Kieran McKinnon will do. I'm sure he'll chuck most of the kids out. Um, you never know. Maybe Richard Keogh will make his debut and all that sort of stuff. So look out for that game as well. Um, deadline day and all that jazz. Um, there we go then. Hope you've enjoyed another edition of The Fan Social. Leave us a review if you haven't already. Make sure to follow us on Kings of Angler. Make sure to follow the boys on um, Twitter as well, Matt, Bloomers and James. And um, thanks again for listening. Bye-bye for now. Enjoy the game. From true crime to football, Brexit to postal. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.
Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.